Welcome to Walking with the Archetypes, the podcast which gives you keys to claiming your personal power. For more than a decade now, I've studied the King, Warrior, Magician, Lover archetypes, and in this time of great turmoil, I will reveal their secrets. My name is Ivan Fingenskjær-Schellum, founder of Men's Initiation, Reclaim Your Inner Throne, and it's time now to head outside and walk with the archetypes. All right, welcome to another Walking with the Archetypes podcast. I am your host, Ivan Fingskjær-Schellum, and now I am out walking in the woods by a local farm. It's, uh, it's a nice place here. Various activities for the kids in summer, a beach, beautiful lake, uh, frisbee golf, and uh, yeah, so on. Nice place. Uh, today I will be speaking about truth yet again, one of my favorite topics. And um, it may be a little windy on the microphone, it's one of those days. So I hope that doesn't bother you too much. But today we're going to be talking about how truth will always prevail in the end. And I think that's enough of an introduction, so let's just dive in. So, if you have followed me for a while, you know that I've been speaking quite a lot about the pandemic throughout 2021 and really changed my perspective a lot as we have uh, yeah, traveled through these mad times. And right now, there is a big shift in the air. Just yesterday, one of the leading health bureaucrats in Norway during this pandemic, Espen Nuxta. He was on Norwegian television, on the news, and admitting to everyone that the parts of the world with lower vaccination levels have also had less COVID. And that the parts of the world, parts such as Europe, that have had high vaccination degrees, have had more COVID. And then he concluded, yeah, so maybe we have learned the lesson that vaccines isn't the only way out of a pandemic such as this. I think that's a very mildly put. He could have said, we have been incompetent morons that have been pushing a cure that was more dangerous than the disease. Because essentially that's what he's saying. There's more of the disease where the cure has been applied. In other countries, such as the United Kingdom, all restrictions are being lifted. Various other places are doing similar things. And for those of you listening, this is probably not a surprise to you. As people traveling in the netherworlds, bringing the light of awareness of your magician capacities. You have been scouring the web, you've been scouring anecdotal stories from your life and other people's lives, and you have found that the evidence has not been in support of the narrative. And now it is starting to become official. So, well done. 
if you have stood firm throughout this time, if you have managed to ignore all kinds of social pressure, if you have managed to stay true to your values, then good fucking job. Well, well done. So, with the truth coming out, I think it's time to just reflect a little bit on what has been going on and why you cannot really hold back the force of truth. No matter what you try, it will out. It wants to be known. It is a force of nature like a sprout breaking through the asphalt, the tarmac, that wants to be known and reach out for the sun. It is an unstoppable force, a force of nature. You cannot stop the truth. So I think what is clear to most of us by now is that we have been swimming in a pool full of shit, but there's been a little bit of glimmer of gold in there as well. That is to say, we have been lied to, and every now and then, a little piece of truth has been dropped. Sorry, what? There's a deer here. I don't see it. Where? Where? Oh, there, all, all the way up there. Ah, well, there's a deer here in the woods. As you can probably tell, I'm walking with Michelle. Yeah, so as I was saying, the uh, conjurers of the fields of disinformation and reality inversion, they have dropped just enough truth into the mix so as to really, really throw people off and to make it very, very hard to orient in any kind of way. So, when we're talking about truth and lies, we are in magician territory. We have had the conjurers, the magicians, the wizards, spellcasters serving the mainstream narrative. It seems to me that they have been very intentionally in their deception, but maybe they have just lost their mind, been led astray by fear, unregulated emotion, bubbling up from the deep depths of their psyche. That's also possible. But then deeper down, you know, you've had people like you who were too smart to just take all of this wholesale. And with enough people having a relationship with the frequency of truth around the world, it becomes absolutely impossible for the field of deception to prevail. So when you're living in the lie, sooner or later, the hammer is going to come down from God. And that will happen collectively, and it will also happen individually. And again and again, life gives us calibrations. God smacks us from high up above, or at least that is how it can feel like. And we, we hurt, we suffer. And when you've experienced this enough times, while listening to the signals that life is giving you, then gradually you become sharpened. You become a weapon of truth, a knife that carves out 
and away the tumors of deceit and lies. And so the beauty of this pandemic is that all of the places in us where we have been more prone to being deceived have been revealed to us. And that kind of sucks, but it's also beautiful because it gives us the opportunity to identify our fragmentation and to start doing something about it. And um, after the break, let's talk more about that. This is just a quick message to let you know that I have started producing videos again on the Reclaim Your Inner Throne YouTube channel. So if you can't get enough of archetypal insights, perspectives on men and masculinity, as well as current world events, then go to YouTube, search for Reclaim Your Inner Throne, and you will find more insights and inspirations that I think you will enjoy. All right, welcome back. Still out walking in the woods. Since I'm so focused on recording the podcast, I'm just following Michelle. <laughs> Do you know where we are, babe? Good. So we were talking before the break about the collapsing of the narrative and the level of deception that has been peddled into the commons more or less intentionally, I'm inclined to think it has been pretty intentional because it has been such a unified strategy across the world. A strategy that is now utterly undressed, exposed as being complete nonsense. So at this point, I'm going to ask you something a bit intimate. I'm going to ask you to look at your life over these last two years. And I'm going to ask you to look at the kind of temptations to conform, to hide, to duck down, lay low, to pretend that the narrative was truthful, even though somewhere inside you felt differently. What is it that the truth of these two years wants to tell you? Forget about the narrative in the commons for now. What is the narrative of your past two years? Maybe you have turned into a rebel that is just shouting at the top of your lungs that everyone is a moron for not seeing it. Maybe you haven't said anything even though you felt suspicious about the truthfulness of the narrative. Maybe you have biding your time, waiting for more information. This is what I did initially. I found personally that I needed to have more facts in order to have a qualified opinion. So I was on some level deferring to external authority, even though I knew inside of me that something was off. And so that was my way. I repressed my inner authority. I didn't fully listen to it initially. And gradually with you on these podcasts over these last 12 months or so, I have come to find that voice. Where are you in terms of that? Have you been in more of an activated state? 
that is leaning out a lot, kind of exploding out into the world? Or have you been collapsing back on yourself a lot? Has that been your way? So what is it that truth wants to tell you about the places where you were vulnerable to the lie? This is invaluable information. Because is this how you're wired to respond when push comes to shove? When something is at stake? And I really think we can all take lessons from this and use it to deepen into our sovereignty. And maybe as well you have found a deeper connection to the divine. Maybe you have had a clearer image of how your trauma is embedded into your body-mind. And in this way, the lie has actually served the emergence of truth. Have you learned anything, Michelle? by yourself. Yeah, I think my process has been... Um, yeah, this is what it is. Is, is I'm, I'm hearing... You know, I'm hearing, you know, like narratives. And, and at least in my field, there are alternative narratives that and that's people I'm following and I could feel the truth of what they're saying um, and so I would say that like my inner authority has has in a way like led me to follow people that I resonate with right oh that's a lot of wind it's a lot of wind I'll walk in front of you I fixed your problem. No, you can. Oh, okay. okay. Good. Yeah, that that my inner my inner authority led me to follow people and to find resources of alternate narrative that that I I feel ooh actually gives me a bigger picture. Uh huh. But what I struggled with was that which side is true which are yeah. like more which then actually for me it's more struggling with doubt of can i trust this inner thing can you trust your inner authority yeah yeah i think it's mainly that it's actually like oh can i can i trust this yeah. like do i trust this or do i trust what they're saying outside yes um this is so good. And it's not about what, when I was when I was deciding. It wasn't really about social pressure, really. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, it wasn't about social pressure. I think also it was primarily like where it really hit me was, um, you know, it was also just like because my family is scattered around the world. So what's at stake for me is to be able to see each other, you know, or like if there were an emergency at the drop of a hat, I could be able to be there with them. Yeah. Um, and, and that like there is an unknown in the path of the minority. 
Um, yes. Yeah, and like, wow, this path of unknown, you know, like I'm going to be making a choice that could affect my life and my family's life for the next five to ten years. Yeah. And am I willing to do that? That was really what I was sitting with. It wasn't about like social pressure. Huh, I thought that actually, that that was a part of the the demon that you had to struggle with as you were finding your own truth. What? That it was like cultural conditioning, that it was part of your process. No. That wasn't part of it. Okay, no, cool. not really. Hmm. No, it, but no, it was more, no, it, no, it wasn't. But it was, no, it's not culturally like that. I don't think the culture, like the China, not, no, that's not. But where it did hit was like, was, where it did hit was, yeah, was you have, you have, it is like different narratives and which one do I pick? Yeah. And the, the one that, that I feel drawn to is keeping me on the outside. Yes. How did you know that you were drawn to it? What was the indication that it was more resonant for you? How did you feel that? Well, for me, I've always been really drawn to a wider perspective. The ones that I was drawn to included, it felt like a wider perspective. Yeah, more inclusive of nuance and and a more holistic. Yeah, there were more sides to it, more layers to it. Yeah. Um, but of course, those those additional sides and layers are not um, why they weren't why I don't know if I could trust them is they weren't they weren't necessarily like visible or scientifically proven or can be measured or they were like you know what I would say like signals on the edge of the spider's web yeah, nice. <laughs> That's such a cool image. Yeah. 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 So, so in a way, they didn't have the traditional labels of authority attached to them. The people who were uh, giving you these narratives. No, it's not really authority. Is that, uh-huh. you know, like they were signals. They were signals. Like these were signals that I was going by mm. rather than like a visible path. Like they the, were... the image that I get is that of walking at night and yeah. you have a sense of movement in your peripheral vision. Yeah. yeah. And when you turn around, you can't see it because peripheral vision picks up yeah. movement and contours. Exactly. And then, and then with that, it would be like, okay, you know, that you could kind of see that the, the rest of the road is maybe leading to a cliff. Yeah. Yeah, right. But then you, you have a sense that, you know, that like the road is going to stop. But yeah. this is still a visible road. So, uh, but then, you know, you get, a, you get a hunch that, oh, off to the left, there could be an alternative path that isn't going off the cliff. That's going to take me actually, you know, to... So that does sound like a better path. But at the time, you don't know. So... And like, who knows that maybe at the end of the cliff, you know, is a village down in the valley. So you don't know at that point. There is both sides. Here's the thing is like that both options are towards an unknown. Mm-hmm. 
And one feels more, I don't know, I mean, not so, feels, but like, yeah, they're both leading to, they both have unknown and it's which one do you trust? So what I get from this is that you had, you had a choice to make what kind of sense making that you were going to use. And in this conversation around masculine and feminine epistemology that I've been thinking a lot about lately, eventually you chose to go by a felt sense rather than what was the popular driven narrative, who were the authorities and, and such. It was more of a, an inner sense that you were being guided towards this direction as opposed to the other one. Is that fair? Yeah, I think at some point it's a leap of faith. Right. Cool. Oh, thank you. I think this is very good. Thank you, Michelle. I appreciate that. And uh, at the end of this, I'd like to just pick up on at least one of the themes that I thought that I heard here, which is that there is a place inside that knows that doesn't necessarily receive your trust because of the way that you, I, we have been conditioned, the way that we have been educated in school. Yeah, we, we have no practice in following the frequency of truth as it sort of sings inside of us. But now, throughout this pandemic, I believe that so many of us have a much more fine-tuned relationship to this frequency. And whatever things are about to happen in the world after this, if this is the end of the nonsense, or if we're just going to transition into another mad totalitarian overreach, the lessons that we have learned along the way as truth has been emerging collectively and individually will be super important. So let's just use this time. This is my encouragement to myself and to you. Let's just use this time to become even more fine-tuned in our relationship to truth. Let's keep carving away all of the crud in our identity structures, in, in the input that we get from the external world, like turn off the televisions, they are basically lie boxes by now. And, uh, and I think we're basically here on a fast track towards sovereignty. And that is a fantastic opportunity. Okay, everyone, thank you for coming along on another walk with the archetypes. We are back to the car, about to go back home. Hey. What do we say to these lovely people as a goodbye message? Just tuning into how truth shows up in your body. And may you anchor more and more into that. Sounds amazing. Thank you. 
Have a great weekend. It's been a pleasure to have you, and we'll speak again next Friday. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>